Welcome to a bonus episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast found right here at Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed turkey of Long Island, Frank. Gobble, gobble, yo. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to all of those living in the United States. And as we've been talking about over the past, man, three or four months now, I feel like it's been. uh, Today, we want to do something special to us. And that is to thank you, the listener, for getting us to where we are at here. Uh, you know, 70 plus episodes in to BG Mania. I know that's not a lot in the grand scheme of things, but that's a lot to us. I mean, we've been doing this for over a year now and looking at our statistics and looking at where we are currently at. I never thought that we would be where we are with BG Mania at this point in time when we started doing this in uh, July of 2017. So over a year ago. But the fact that we've been able we've been able to achieve this in such a short amount of time is very special to me because as I always say, you know, BG mania and level down games is a passion project and it is. And speaking of that, if you'd like to see it continue growing, become something even bigger, consider supporting us through one or all the other links listed in the description of this podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us. Uh, I wanted to still throw that in there, but not put as much (laughs) of a reference to it. Um, yeah, this whole thing is my passion project and I'm, I'm very passionate about writing. I'm very passionate about video games and I'm very passionate about video game music. That's why we have the website, we have BG Mania, and we have Max Level, our video game podcast every Monday. Just to see everything continue to prosper, continue to grow, and just to wonder what is going to happen in the future to all three of those things, the website and both podcasts. It's fun to think about because I have no idea. Like, really, I have no clue what's going to happen. And it's kind of fun to think that. I don't know. Who knows what the future holds? Yeah, exactly. Great things. But today is all about giving thanks. For on a day where giving thanks is in the name of the day, Thanksgiving. Um, We want to thank you, again, like I said, for getting us to where we are. And to do that, we are going to let all 16 tracks on today's bonus episode be picked by you. Now, we did ask for stories as to why these tracks mean something to you or stories as to why you're thankful for these games or tracks. We got a majority of our submissions had stories with them. Now, I will say some of them didn't. and That's okay. That's okay, because the music that we're going to be playing on today's episode is fantastic. Every track that doesn't make the episode today will be saved for a future episode of BG Mania. Whether that's another bonus episode dedicated to the listener, whether that's a radio hour, whether we can fit some of these into a themed episode, rest assured, every track that was submitted from the start when we started collecting tracks up through the day of recording, and obviously every track that we get afterwards, but every track that was submitted for this particular episode will get played at some point in the future. Some people submitted like six, seven tracks a piece, so... It was it was fun, like picking the one that fit best, like the best story fitting into this episode. And the the rest are are going to be saved for another episode. So we are definitely going to have a backlog of tracks to pick from. And I do really, really like that a lot. Absolutely. The more you send, the more apt we'll be doing uh, listener choice episodes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love to be surprised. I have no idea what's coming up. I I let 
Brian take the list, but I was like, yeah, let me go into this blind. I want to just hear the music and enjoy it, just like you. Yeah, it's kind of fun, because I know when we started playing the track, you're like, you instantly try to start trying to think, like, like we just, uh, the opening track you heard there, uh, we'll be talking about it more in a second, uh, from Super Mario Kart. You're like, I know this, where have I heard it from? And you're trying to think, and it was kind of fun watching all the, the gears move in your head and, and when it finally came together. And it didn't take long, because it's a very iconic track. Um, but the one thing I do want to say is something that I mentioned every episode. One thing that I would be greatly thankful for is if you would go to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. We are trying to climb the charts in terms of search results when people are looking for a new video game music podcast to listen to. And one of the ways that we can climb those charts is through ratings and reviews. So if you could please do that for us at some point in the future, when you have a minute or two to spare, again, I would greatly appreciate it and be thankful. And remember, as we talked about on yesterday's episode of BG Mania, starting in 2019, we are switching to a dedicated podcast host. We are moving away from our website, leveldowngames.com. All of our stuff will still be found there as well, but we're going to be shifting our audio files to be hosted on a dedicated podcast hosting service to better serve us, to better serve you, and to give to give us better statistics for each episode. So that'll be starting on the episode of January 9th, 2019. If you do not see an episode show up by midday, January 9th, 2019, again, that is a Wednesday, double check your RSS feed. If there's a problem, I'll put up a quick file, like a quick audio file saying, hey, this RSS feed is no more. Please go subscribe to our new one. But you can be proactive in that as well by monitoring the RSS feed and seeing if a podcast posts. Again, the opening track that we heard there on today's bonus episode of BG Mania, where we are dedicating every track to you, the listener, was Koopa Beach from Super Mario Kart, composed by Soya Oka, as we all know. She phenomenal. Um, As you know, I had no idea. You didn't know that. No, I I thought for sure Koji Kondo was over this whole game. No, 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 no. Soya Oka is the original composer for, uh, for Super Mario Kart and worked on several of the, uh, you know, the, the installments afterwards. But yeah, she's, she is a very, very fantastic composer. I love that song. Yeah, great oh, song. I love Koopa Beach. Great song. But this was submitted to us by a listener known as Tim through email at bgmania.com. And the story that he submitted with it, quote, I can remember inviting all of my elementary school friends as often as possible to my house. And we just sit huddled around the TV for hours playing Super Mario Kart. This track in particular brings back the fondest memories, as not only was it my favorite course in the game, but it's the one that instantly triggers every memory I have of this game. I try and play as often as possible to this day, and even picked up an SNES classic earlier this year, just for Super Mario Kart. So I thought that was interesting. I thought that was cool. That's cool. Yeah. So thank you for the submission, obviously, and thanks for being a listener to to BG Mania. We, We greatly appreciate that. And yeah, I agree with you, Frank. I really do think this is a very, very fantastic track. Uh, in my opinion, one of the more iconic tracks from the original Super Mario Kart. Um, listening to this just reminds me how much we really do need to do an episode dedicated to Mario Kart in the future. We should, man. Uh, I can think of some great Mario Kart tracks on the top of my head from like the Wii version. And yeah, no, I definitely even even, even the GameCubes. Yeah, I definitely think we're going to have to do some episodes dedicated to to Mario Kart in the future. Uh, But I do think there's so many Mario Kart games that we will have to split it up into at least two episodes, maybe by year. So we'll do like a a block of years and that'll be like part one and then another block of years up through now and that'll be part two. 
So we may want to do something like that in the future and just really take a deep dive into the Super Mario Kart and not just Super Mario Kart, but Mario Kart franchise in general, because it does have some great music. And I agree. I, I, I agree with Tim that uh, Super Mario Kart, one of my favorite Super Nintendo games and, and one that I still regularly like him, try to go back and play. So fantastic. Heck game. Yeah, man. Fantastic. Great pick. Track. Great pick. Yep. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to our, our next submission now. And I'm going to save the, you know, so how I'm going to do this. And it was funny. Uh, this is not a Nintendo. This is not a Nintendo pick. But I realized after we started getting all of our submissions, just what our demographic is for BG Mania and who our listeners are. They're very much like you and I. I mean, they roughly the same age range, all growing up with Nintendo couple Sony here and there, but mostly there's there's quite a few Nintendo picks in this episode today. And uh, while I was surprised to see that when I sat down and thought about it, it kind of made sense to me as well. Uh, but I'm going to save the person who submitted it and obviously the the uh, the stories until after we listen to the track. So from a game that is relatively recent and it is one that I have yet to play, but one that is on my radar that I need to play. And I believe it's pronounced Faye. It's F-E. So from a game called Faye, this is Hobbit. Thank you. 
And that was Hobbit from Faye, which released February 16th, 2008 on PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. So it's a game from this year. And that was composed by Joel Billy, who has worked on a few sound, a few indie soundtracks in the gaming landscape. Uh, Stick it to the man, Zombie Vikings, and Faye. Uh, he also wrote Piano Man and Anthony no, that, Song. That's, that's Billy Joel. Oh, oh. Other way that's, okay. that's Billy Joel. No, this is Joel Billy. You should never argue with a crazy man. You want to know by now. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. This guy, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Joel Billy is from Sweden. You play Stick It to the Man? That was a good game. I played Stick It to the Man. Yeah, I, I played Stick It to the Man. It was definitely, uh, it was an interesting game. It was crazy. There was a lot of things going on, but it's not about Sick Dead Man. It's about Faye. And Faye is a very, very gorgeous looking game that has been on my radar since it released earlier this year that I have not had a chance to play yet. But that track in particular was submitted to us by Chris over in the VGM podcast fans Facebook group where we had a thread that was started by The Messenger. Again, shout out to The Messenger. Thanks for starting that for us. But, uh... We had a thread on there where people could also submit tracks for this for this episode. So, again, if you're not a part of that, it's VGM Podcast Fans on Facebook. If you listen to video game music podcasts or are just a fan of video game music in general, highly recommended that you join that group because it's a lot of fun. He said, quote, so many great tracks, but I'll throw in a new a new to me track from Faye, which I'm really digging. I find the track haunting and well produced at an atmospheric and ambient level with enough structure and depth that my wife, who is not a VGM fan whatsoever, from the other room said, what is that? It's beautiful. I was playing it for my two-year-old son with just the iTunes visualization going, and he was mesmerized. The soundtrack is very good, but this track stands out as special to me, and it almost makes me want to play the game to see where it appears despite the game's extremely underwhelming reputation from reviews. So based off of the last sentence he said, I dug into the reviews and noticed that he's kind of right. It's It got very middle of the road reviews. IGN gave it a six and a half out of 10. Uh, Game Informer gave it a 5.5 out of 10. EGM gave it a seven out of 10. Uh, Destructoid gave it a five out of 10. Uh, it looks like the highest praise came from Nintendo World Report at nine out of 10 and Polygon at 8.5 out of 10. Sitting at a low 70, like 70 to 73 on Metacritic, depending on the system you look at, which in the grand scheme, again, that's not terrible, but uh, just very middle of the road, very average. But the game always looked appealing to me based off of the art style and the soundtrack, the soundtrack obviously being one of the big things that drew me to this as well. So I'm I'm inclined to agree with Chris that, you know, I, I really want to play this game, not only because it's beautiful, but to kind of see how this music fits in with the game. Uh, love how he kind of described this track, though, being very haunting at an atmospheric and ambient level, because I agree with that. I think that's the perfect way to describe this piece of music. So a fantastic pick. I really do appreciate that. I, I like this one as well. Yeah, great, great pick there. Great pick. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to track number three today. This happens to come from... And I'm very thankful for this pick because it comes from my favorite game of all time, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. The, the track. second best Zelda game. Well, if you're if your name is Frank, yes. But if, first, if you're everybody else in the world. No, no, it's not true because everyone has their own opinions. Just mine happens to be Ocarina of Time. This particular track is the shop theme. 
That was the shop theme from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, which released on the Nintendo 64, originally November 21st, 1998 in Japan. North America would see it just two days later, November 23rd, 1998. So a very quick turnaround time. Uh, composed, obviously, by the legendary Koji Kondo. One of, the, one of obviously one of the most well-known composers over there at the Big N itself, Nintendo. This was submitted through email, uh, Marissa BGmania at leveldowngames.com, but unfortunately there was no story to attached to it. So, but I like the track. So I'll make one up. All right, what's the story? No, don't do that. Don't do that. We're not no. going to put words in the listener's mouth. What we are, what we are going to do is put excellent tunes. Excellent in tunes. Exactly, excellent tunes. Uh, my fantastic voice and your kind of okay voice. Well, you know these sweet dulcet tones are what <laughs> everyone comes here for. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been told. I get those emails all the time saying they wouldn't listen if you weren't on the show. Yep. See? Yeah, you know that's not a true thing that I get. No, I'm just lying to you. Brian, Jesus doesn't like it when you lie. Well. And, and, and on his birthday. I was actually just going to say, thank God today's not his birthday then. <laughs> that's next month. And not even, not even really, so. Because, you know, technically that was like in the summer. Okay, now now we're now we're just talking conjecture, and you're moving too far away from the music. <laughs> uh, but I do appreciate the submission, though, as I mentioned, because uh, the legend thank you, is Marissa. yeah, thank you very much. Because the legend is out of Ocarina of Time, while it is my personal favorite Zelda game of all time, it's undeniably one of the greatest games of all time, regardless of how you feel about other Zelda games like Link to the Past and Breath of the Wild, which are two of the others that I see being argued for for the number one Zelda game quite often. Definitely top six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right below Skyward Sword. Right below Skyward Sword. No. And Phantom Hourglass. Yeah. 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 And uh, Spirit Tracks. But uh, yeah. Fun, fun track. Dude, I can't tell you how much I heard that track when playing Ocarina of Time. How much time did you spend in the shops? Because I spent a ton of time in the shops. Uh, I would buy things on the regular. Yeah. And. Got to resupply. But 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 not only that, I don't know, like part of me, because as we talked about in a recent episode of Max Level, I always used to buy the strategy guides for games when I picked them up. And Ocarina of Time obviously is one of the games that I own the strategy guide for. And it's actually one that I used to reference to find all the heart pieces because I wanted 100 percent the game. And there were certain things that I just couldn't find on my own. But whenever I was actually looking at the strategy guide, I tend to find myself parking Link in the shops and just sitting there and listening to that track. I don't know why, but but that just I don't know, just think hearing that then actually sparked that memory now. And that's something I wish I would have thought about when we were recording our strategy guide episode a few weeks back, because uh, that would have been fun to talk about there, too. So but again, I, I say if we ever own a shop, we just keep that on a loop. Dude. Yes, I agree with you. I kind of wish that there was a shop out there now. In fact, when we open up the Level Down Games merch shop, we're going to have that playing in the background. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Done. Yeah. No, I 1000% I, I agree with you. Whenever we do open up a merch shop with uh, our logos and stuff, uh, there will have to be this track playing in the back of the page. It, dude, it just has to happen. So I, I wonder if Coolio is going to sign off on the crossover shirt. <laughs> no, he won't. Uh, I need to write that down, though, because I don't want to forget to put that in the back of the, of the website. because That would be hilarious. We'll go ahead and move on now to our next submission. This comes from the Commodore 64, and it's from a game known as Gemini Wing. The track 
is stage four. was stage four from the Commodore 64 version of Gemini Wing, which was composed by someone we talked a lot about on a previous episode, Mr. Barry Leach. Remember him from the uh, Amiga episodes where we, because we, I mean, he was a very prominent composer back in the uh, Amiga and the Commodore 64 days. Now, this released in 1987 across several different platforms, including arcade, ZX Spectrum, the Commodore 64, Atari ST, Amiga, MSX, and X68000. So, uh, and this was submitted to us through the VGM Podcast Fans Facebook group by Romton, who also has a podcast of his own out there that I would highly recommend going and subscribing to, known as VGM Tracker, where he also plays video game music, because it's a VGM podcast, so... Hell yeah. But yeah, highly recommend subscribing to that one as well. And, and give him a five-star review. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. All right, let's keep the love going for everyone. Of course. I agree. Uh, his story. Quote, This is one of the tracks I was recording the music from a tape recorder when I was little. I also died on purpose so the level would restart so I can listen to this track over and over again. Awesome. The memories. And I... I dude, I really like that because do you remember back in the day having to record music literally on a tape recorder <laughs> man i remember calling the radio station to have a song requested so that you could then record it and they would tell me like oh we'll play it around six o'clock yeah so then I, i'd be sitting there waiting for the song to start so you have, and you want to like hopefully they're like oh this one's going from frank this way i know to actually hit boom. yeah because you want to catch the start because normally a lot yeah. of times like off when off mixtapes that i used to do back in the day the, the, ver- the first five to ten seconds of the- every song was not there because, you know, you flip it through the radio and-, and back then, well, back in like the late 80s, early to mid 90s, there wasn't near as many radio stations as there are today. Like literally the amount of radio stations that are out there today are astronomical. 
Oh, and, yeah. And that just that just can be seen by like the amount of podcasts that are out there today, the amount of everything that's out there. Everything is just blown up exponentially as we have gotten into, you know, the 2000s, the 2010s and soon the 2020s. Um, but uh, back then, there were only so many radio stations. So, you know, you would have your favorite saved and all that kind of stuff and you would just scroll through them. But yeah, as soon as you hear that one track start, like, you know, White Snake or Poison, you know, I'm just thinking things that I used to try to record or Skid Row, Guns N' Roses. I would instantly click to the record and always miss the opening of the tracks. <laughs> Big shout out to Long Island's own 102.3 WBAB. Oh, Jesus. Man, you haven't done the LI represent in a long time. Well, I had to work it in. There you go. Yeah, you haven't done that in a very, very long time. So, uh, but yes, thank you again to Romton. Again, he has a VGM podcast of his own known as VGM Tracker. I highly recommend you go subscribe to him. And as Frank said, drop him a five star rating and a review as well, because that would be awesome. But didn't you say you had this track saved for a future episode? I did, because when we were picking our when we were picking our Spectrum uh, hits. You mean the Amiga? Amiga, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. When we were picking our Amiga hits, uh, I, this was on my list. I actually have like 10 more saved in my thing, but this nice. is one of them. But you had the, I'm assuming you had the Amiga version saved. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we are going to definitely do a Commodore 64 episode in the future as well. I think that's definitely something we need to do, because uh, much like the Amiga, there's some hidden gems that can be found on the Commodore 64. And I had a lot of fun gaming on the Commodore 64. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely cool. Uh, okay, we'll go ahead and move now to our next submission. This comes from... I oh, mean, I was going to say this might be the game you, Frank, have spent the most time with on this list, but I might take that back knowing what uh, a track is coming up soon. So I'll, I'll take that back. It's one of these two games, I guarantee you. From Super Smash Brothers Melee. This is Fountain of Dreams.
And that was Fountain of Dreams from Super Smash Brothers Melee. Falcon Punch! <laughs> yeah. Which released back in 2001, November 21st, 2001 to be exact, in Japan, December 3rd, 2001 here in North America. Composed by someone we absolutely will be doing a deep dive into in the future because his catalog of music is so freaking phenomenal. Mr. Jun Ishikawa, the main composer behind the entire Kirby franchise and several other games. But really, man, he's made his name with Kirby. Man, I got me some memories on this stage, too. Yes. Yeah. Like we were listening to that. And I even told you that. That gave me goosebumps. I, lo- I love that song. I'm so hyped for the new Smash. Me too, man. Uh, submitted to us through email, bgmania at leveldowngames.com by a listener known as Bryce. No story attached once again. So unfortunate that we don't have the story, but we still have the great piece of music because really, man, like the orchestra that they had for the music for Melee was phenomenal. It was so good. I even love the Snoop Dogg remix of this song on the YouTubes. Is that a thing? It is such a thing. No, I don't want to see that. <laughs> you don't want to see it. Brian doesn't want to see that. <laughs> no, I definitely don't want to see that. But yeah, I mean, I just I agree with you that my hype level is through the freaking roof for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I cannot That's what wait. I'm going to do. I'm going to end up punching you through the freaking roof once you start playing this together. You know that that's not going to be the case because I'm pretty good at Smash, too. False. I'm pretty good at Smash. You are, you're like an amateur. You know, I'll give you're like an amateur okay. right. that occasionally has some beginner's luck. All right. <laughs> just, 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 just remember that when you're later on, like, please stop, Frank. <laughs> let me win one. It's so fun if you don't let me win. <laughs> uh, melee though, melee. The Smash that I spent the most time with. with Without question. Uh, without a doubt. Without question. Yeah, the GameCube version still to this day is the best one. Um, I think that may be topped by Ultimate, though. I really think that after all is said and done, Ultimate might end up being the best one. Just looking at all the content that is going to be in Ultimate, the spirits, World of Light story mode, the traditional Smash modes, the amount of characters, the amount of stages. I literally think this is going to be the best Smash to date. It better be. I think it will be. I think it will be. We'll go ahead now and move on to our next pick on today's bonus episode of BG Mania dedicated to you, the listener. This track is fantastic from a game that also released this year from the messenger. This is civilization in the sky.
And that was Civilization in the Sky from The Messenger, composed by someone that is phenomenal with current modern-day chiptunes, Mr. Eric Brown, better known as Rainbow Dragon Eyes. Bro, I gotta finish The Messenger. Yes, I love this you game. do. Yes, you do. Uh, real quick, though, if you aren't familiar with Rainbow Dragon Eyes, go look him up. His chiptune music and his actual just compositions stellar i highly recommend checking out his music uh very very fun to listen to this was submitted to us through email bgmania at leveldowngames.com by the messenger himself who is also one of the admins over at the uh, bgm podcast fans facebook group but uh his fun little story here says quote this will probably be the most made a pick in all of vgm podcasting history i want to pick a track from the messenger and I know that you guys will absolutely love it. Leading up to this point, you have been playing an 8-bit Ninja Gaiden throwback, and then your character takes a leap of faith down a hole and finds himself in the future where the graphics are now 16-bit. This is the first track in the game that you hear in 16-bit form, and it totally rocks. And I agree. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely this is, agree. This is a great part of the game, too. Yeah, this is a great part of the game, and really, this is one of the standout indie games of 2018. And not even just indie games. This is one of the standout games in general of 2018. Uh, and in a, a strong year where there are standout games, something like The Messenger is able to go toe-to-toe with the big hitters like Red Dead Redemption 2, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like God of War, like Marvel Spider-Man, because of how good... The Messenger was. And it wasn't just The Messenger this year, dude. It was also Dead Cells. Two yeah. fantastic indie games that are throwbacks to an older style of game that we all know, love, and miss. And they nailed the formula perfectly. And then you have a soundtrack backed up with Rainbow Dragon Eyes, completely throwing us back to that 8-bit and 16-bit era. I was in love from start to almost finish with this game. Now, I haven't finished The Messenger yet either, but I'm at the very end of the game, and I really probably only have like an hour or two left. I could jump in and finish it any day. I just don't have the time right now, but I definitely need to get back there and do that at some point too. Uh, fantastic pick though, Messenger. I really do greatly appreciate that. And I will say I am very thankful and grateful for all of your particular support that you've given to uh to bg mania because you obviously the reason that we are in you and uh you and john are obviously the reasons that we're in the uh the bgm podcasting fans facebook group in the first place but um you you've definitely been a big supporter of our show since you started listening and i really do greatly Thank appreciate you, that yeah i really do greatly appreciate that we'll go ahead now and move on to our next pick on today's bonus episode of bg mania this is the other one I said you might have spent the most time with. So it was between either Super Smash Brothers Melee or this particular game here. And you you can let us know when we come back which one you actually spent the most time with, Frank. Okay. From Pokemon Silver. Ooh. This is New Bark Town.
And that was New Barktown from Pokemon Silver. And I'm assuming it's the same track in all of that generation's Pokemons. What was that? Silver, Crystal, and Gold? Gold. Gold, yeah. Okay. Because I'm trying to memorize the Pokemon generations as I now get into Pokemon with uh, the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. This was released November 21st, 1999 over in Japan. North America wouldn't see it till almost a year later, October 15th, 2000. And composed by the duo of Junichi Masuda and Go Ichinose. So they, they both, uh, two of the actual composers that worked on this generation of Pokemon, with the other one, or there are several other ones, but uh, the other most common one being Morikazu Aoki. Yeah, my, my cousin Dominic imported this game from Japan. So actually, I did play this partially in Japanese before I ever played it uh Oh, I'm a regular Game Boy. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. Um, this was submitted to us through email, bgmania at leveldowngames.com, by a listener, Samantha, and she submitted a story alongside this one. Quote, A friend across the street introduced me to Pokemon with Pokemon Red. While I enjoyed playing, I never had a copy of my own. That all changed on Christmas one year, when my parents surprised me with a copy of Pokemon Silver, a game that I didn't even know was out at the time. To this day, I'm still a fan of Pokemon, I still watch the anime from time to time, and I'm currently playing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Yes, great game. Well, I prefer the Eevee version, but that's because that's the one I bought. It's the same game. I know, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, uh, so, did you spend more time with Pokemon Silver or Super Smash Bros. Melee? Pokemon Silver, I easily easily or it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be silver but did did you have silver did you have gold or did you have crystal actually actually i I had silver and crystal okay okay i went back was um but uh with silver i would say maybe 100 120 hours you had to put more than that in smash brothers definitely a lot more yeah i was gonna say you had to put more than that in smash brothers because i know i put more than that in smash Smash brothers still gets played to this day so those hours are still racking up exactly exactly so but uh Fun little track there. And uh, you can definitely hear the inspiration that, because uh, to me, it sounds a lot like Lavender Town, which is a track that we've played in the past on BG Mania. Like, I still, he- I, he- I can hear the evolution from, like, Lavender Town to New Bark Town. Is- now, this is Generation 2? Yes. Two. Okay. Okay. Like I said, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, get the Pokemon knowledge down because I'll never be as good as you because I obviously didn't start back in the mid to late 90s like uh, when it was popular it's still popular to this day but I mean I didn't start back then I'm literally you're just new, starting you're, you're, like you're this new year convert, Brian. yeah yeah literally just starting this year definitely a fun track thank you for the submission as always we greatly appreciate you our next track comes from someone Frank is very familiar with very familiar with. I, I, one of my picks got picked? No, it did not. From Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, this is the Chow Garden theme.
And that was the Chow Garden theme from Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. <sighs> What's wrong, dude? Do you know who submitted I heard that one? That song so much. Which one? Uh, Angela, <laughs> your sister. <laughs> that would be my little sister, yes. Uh, boy. Well, I heard that song a lot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So she submitted that th through you, actually. Uh, she submitted that through you because uh, we, we as, as you were talking about, we were trying to uh, to get one of your sisters to submit a track for this episode. And uh, boy, did she come through. Let me read the story for you. All right. <laughs> she said, quote, it used to piss you off so much that you'd come home and see me playing this part of the game for hours and hours, and I wouldn't let you kick me off. You once made me buy you batteries because I killed them by playing this the whole weekend. She killed my wafer. <laughs> Do you know how much you have to play to kill a wafer? A lot. A lot. Uh, she said, I also used to make you catch me certain animals so I can make my chows look a certain way. You bought Brittany a GameCube and this game, and I just found out about that. And I'm mad you didn't buy it for me as well. <laughs> oh, uh, for one, I'm sorry. Maybe for Christmas this year. Um... <laughs> But yeah, she would do that to me, man. She would make me go like, cause I, I, I uh, so yeah, so I had the game guide and I would know where certain animals were. So she'd be like, oh, I want to make something that's all leopards. So I have to go and get a bunch of leopards or cheetahs or whatever they were. Uh, I, I, I wanted all parrots. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, you, you could do this yourself. She goes, no, you do it for me. <laughs> uh, and it was a big pain in the butt. Uh, in fact, uh, She's a cheating cheater who cheats. She had me use my game genie or, or <laughs> action replay. The action replay and on the GameCube, yeah. And and and, and, and no, no, on the GameCube, on the actual uh, Game Boy Advance, Sonic Advance 2. Oh, okay. Uh, I had, I had a Chow Garden, and she would download Chow for, from uh, GameFAQs, download them into my game, and then go ahead and like import them into this game through the connectivity. So she can cross breed them to get all kinds of crazy combinations. So yeah, you're a pain in the ass still to this day. Why didn't you buy her a GameCube in the game? You know what? It was Christmas one year, and Brittany's like, you know, I really miss that game because uh, I, I was I had moved out. And she goes, I really miss playing that game. I go, what game? She goes, Sonic. You know, she, she goes the Chow Garden. I was like, okay. I go buy the game. She goes, no, buy it for me. I'm like, okay. So I ended up buying her. Uh, Sonic Adventure and Smash Brothers again because that's our <laughs> games. Uh, I think I also got our Mario Party. Right. And, you know, you got to ruin the family and the friendships. But <laughs> yes, thanks. Thank you, Angela. Yeah, thank you for uh, that submission. Maybe, maybe when I come out there, I'll buy you one. Uh, and that's next month. That's soon. Yeah, I'm going out uh, for Christmas. So uh, yeah, yeah. Be fun. you'll be going out there. Yeah, you'll be out there for three whole weeks. And uh, we, we actually sat down and figured it out because uh, I know we talked about a few weeks ago what we were going to do while you were out of town. Uh, I think we're just going to go ahead and pre-record the episodes. I think we'll just go ahead and record the three episodes that that you would have normally missed before you leave. So you'll still be able to be on all of the episodes. I think that makes the most sense. And there will be no max level because you're not doing the show without me. You go on Christmas break. No, no, no. There definitely will be max level. There definitely will be max level. The show can't go on without me. There will definitely be max level. It'll be a different format as always. As it it's okay. Is. I'll get you a guest host. Don't you worry. No, 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 no. But, have, uh, I ever left you out of, have I ever left you at a guest host before? Maybe I can get you Timmy Nook or... Timmy Nook. Yeah. Kelly. Oh, true. I guess there's always uh, an Animal Crossing villager that, that appears every time that you're not on the show, so... There you go, sir. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe that'll happen. Maybe Jingle will show up. You never know. 
Oh, he probably will because it'll be around Christmas time. I mean, that's probably something I would do, so. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you, Angela, for that submission and that fun story. Anytime you want to submit tracks for Radio Hours, feel free to submit things, and especially if they include fun little negative stories about old Frank over there, because those will there always be fun to put on the show. Uh, I will never I, I will never let you get a pick through again. <laughs> uh, BG Mania at leveldowngames.com. Frank does oh, not see that email address. <laughs> we'll go ahead now and move on to our next submission on today's episode. This happens to come from another fantastic game on the Super Nintendo. From Chrono Trigger. This is Peaceful Days. Days from Chrono Trigger, which released on the Super Nintendo in Japan, March 11th, 1995. We would see it here in North America, August 11th, 1995. And that particular track, as was a majority of the soundtrack itself, composed by one of the greats, Yasunori Mitsuda. The other composer on the soundtrack, obviously another one of the greats, Nobuo Yamatsu. So... Uh, two legendary composers working on Chrono Trigger, which is why that game is often considered the the dream team for JRPGs. Uh, but that was submitted to us through email, bgmania at leveldowngames.com by a listener, Colton. And he said, what can I say about a game so fondly remembered as Chrono Trigger? My brother and I used to take turns playing and watching, and it was honestly years before we saw everything the game had to offer. We still talk about our time spent playing, and a few years back, we even had the chance to play through it again together, now grown up with families of our own. My two sons are into gaming, and I just hope that the two of them make a memory like this that can be shared between them forever. Thanks for the show. I enjoy listening to BG Mania every week. It helps me relive fond memories of my childhood while exploring new music from games I may not get to play since I don't jump into games nearly as often as I used to. Happy Thanksgiving. And happy Thanksgiving to you, Colton. I really do appreciate the Thank story. you, Colton. Uh, and I appreciate the track because, as a lot of people know, Chrono Trigger is one of the great JRPGs of all time, and it is one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. Uh, it is definitely one, Frank. Obviously, I know we went back and did, like, the revisiting the classic show, and you played through, like, the classic Final Fantasy experiences, and I know you still are planning on playing the more recent Final Fantasies as well, but you definitely have to experience Chrono Trigger at some point. Just, it's, it's a must. I, I, I played Chrono Trigger. This is the game where you play as Cloud Strife, and you... No, that's Final Fantasy Seven. 
no, no, okay. that's Final Fantasy VII. No, but Chrono Trigger is definitely one that you have to experience. Um, it, it's one that we definitely need to add to your list alongside uh, Nier Automata. So, because uh, you will really, really enjoy this one. What they did with the Super Nintendo's technical powers back in '95 was fantastic, and it just it blew everything that was on the SNES out of the water. Like this game was just incredible. So great track, really well done. And uh, I love that one. I don't know. It just I, I like that the name of the track is Peaceful Days because that is literally listening to that track. If I close my eyes, I literally can just sit there and picture like a peaceful day, like growing up as a kid sitting under a tree. Just I don't know, man. It just really, really being peaceful. Um, we'll go ahead and move now to our next track. And this comes from this. Actually, we've actually played this track before on the show uh, a long time ago. But this comes from a game that is very fondly remembered by both Frank and myself, Okami. This is Shinsu Field. was Shin Su Field from Okami, which released April 20th, 2006 over in Japan. We would see it here in North America of September 19th, 2006. Several composers on that one, but that particular track was done by Masami Ueda. And this was submitted to us through email by the Mix Master. And he said, quote, I recently played this earlier this year, and I could not believe how good it was. So I'm assuming that uh, that uh, that you played the HD version. I was kicking myself the whole time I was playing it, wishing I had played it sooner. It's like Zelda, but you're a dog, which is very cool. You get different brush techniques to help battle your enemies, and the art style is incredible. I had a blast playing it. The sense of adventure this particular track gives you as you leave the first town and venture out into the overworld is just magical. That flute melody is so amazing, it gives me chills every time. 
And I do agree with you, Mixmaster, which is why I think we actually picked this particular track in a, in a previous episode. Uh, I really do feel like this is probably the strongest track in Okami. On I agree. A, yeah, on a soundtrack that is incredible, regardless. Like, the entire soundtrack is great, and the game is fantastic, too. I absolutely adore this game. Yeah. Like, you have no idea. Did you uh, did you play the HD version yet? I, I have not. Okay. But I, I really, really, I, I need to. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean... Even though it, it literally is obviously just the same game redone with uh, with HD textures and slightly upgraded, but still a fantastic game to go back and experience again. If you've never played Okami, you have to experience it once. But if you have played the original on the PS2, uh, and I think the original release on the Wii, but uh, play the HD version because it's just as good. It's available on PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, as well as PS, uh, PS3 and PC. So it's it's literally whatever you have, you can definitely play Okami HD. And, you can probably uh, find a way to play it in Skyrim. <laughs> or on the Amazon Alexa, right? <laughs> Just because uh, I know Skyrim is on the uh, Alexa as well. But uh, yeah, thanks again to Mixmaster for submitting a fantastic track from Okami, one of the greats. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm you, you as I, you yourself, Mixmaster, are a huge supporter of the show. So uh, I, I really do appreciate you always getting in contact with us and uh, and listening each and every week because it means a lot to me. So thank you once again. We'll go ahead and move on now to another track that was submitted to us through email. This time from Tekken 2, the track is Devil Slash Angel.
And that was Devil Angel from Tekken 2, which released in originally arcades August 3rd, 1995. The version that I'm more familiar with, obviously, and probably most people are more familiar with, is the PlayStation 1 version, which released March 29th, 1996 over in Japan. We would see it here August 27th, 1996, just a couple months later. Two composers on that soundtrack. I'm not sure which one of those actually composed Devil Angel. Uh, Yoshi Arakawa and Yoshi Takayanagi were the two actual composers. I'm giving credit to Yoshi here. Well, yeah, one of one of the Yoshis definitely composed this track. <laughs> uh, this was submitted to us via email bgmania at leveldowngames.com by a listener, Mike, but no story attached. So we had three tracks submitted with no story, this being one of them, and then two of the we heard earlier, uh, Shop from Ocarina of Time and Bout in the Dreams from Melee. That's okay. I do have a legit Tekken story real quick. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So if you if you, if you remember, I told you uh, the movie theaters where I played a lot of my arcade games, that was where the, like, the best selection of games was for, uh, for all these things. So I remember when Tekken first showed up, it was next to Virtua Fighter. Tekken or Tekken 2? Tekken 2, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. It was next. It was next to the, the, the latest Virtual Fighter, which yeah, they're okay games, but it's no Tekken. So we're there and throwing down some quarters, and this kid walks up and just destroyed me. I, I've never, I've never been made to feel so inferior in a game than this kid. He must have been the Tekken Two master. I, I bet you he's got. I bet you he's a professional gamer now, and maybe, who knows. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he's Ninja or whoever, whoever out there. I don't know any famous gamers. Um, Brian. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Didn't the, didn't the, didn't the game had just come out though? When the very yeah. So how could he have been a Tekken master? Maybe he's that fabled kid whose uncle works at Namco. At Namco and like <laughs> gave him the moves. Maybe I've I've, ne- I've never been made to feel so inferior in the game like that I, I, it was that and this kid was also really good in Mortal Kombat but he wasn't as good as me did you actually play him in Mortal Kombat oh, I played in Mortal Kombat and you beat me like that we're walking over to my machine which is across the entire floor but we went, we went, we went over there and we played that did you win proud. I kicked his ass yeah which Mortal Kombat was out at the time was it uh three I, I think it was three because I remember playing as Cabal I was gonna say because three because I know Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 was right around the same time as Tekken 2 I think I think Ultimate Mortal Kombat three may have been the year prior. It, could, it, could, it, could, it sold out Cabal in it. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember that's who I used. Nice. Okay. Cool. So I remember I remember, I remember, I remember I hit the fatality on him. That's just the way you just really rub the stank on it. Like, <laughs> show me. I, I know those secret moves too. Right. Awesome. Uh, but, fun but track song, though. I yeah. love it. Love it. That's jam. Fun track. Really enjoy. I love how it ramps up and slows down, but it keeps that melodic tone throughout the entire. Oh man, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, so thank you, Mike, for the submission. Greatly appreciate it. We'll go ahead and move on now to a track from a game that we've already heard something from today. So we actually had two submissions from two different people from the same game. From The Messenger, this is a melody to break the curse.
And that was a melody to break the curse, otherwise known as the music box theme, from The Messenger. As we talked about earlier, this released August 30th, 2018, composed by Rainbow Dragon Eyes. And this was submitted to us through the VGM Podcast Fans Facebook group by Chris. And he said, One of the most amazing songs I've heard this year is a melody to break the curse from The Messenger. It seems like it isn't going to be anything special for the first few seconds, but then turns into this incredibly intricate and rhythmically striking things I've ever heard. It, like most of the game's soundtrack, has all my love. And again, I absolutely agree with you. This entire soundtrack from top to bottom is 1000% phenomenal. It really is. You can't go wrong. Yeah, you really can't go wrong, especially, you know, hearing because you, you listen to part one of the soundtrack and it's all the 8-bit stuff. And then you listen to part two of the soundtrack and it's all the 16-bit stuff. And to hear the tracks that cross over, like that have 8-bit and 16-bit versions, super, super good. Super good. So like I, I said earlier, really I like to finish this game. I gotta finish this game. I'm so, just like you, I'm right at the end. Yeah, no, we definitely have to, definitely have to finish this. Uh, but thanks to Chris, again, over the uh, the BGM Podcast Fans Facebook group for submitting this. And he even made a little joke too there because... Uh, Obviously, the messenger is one of the admins of that group. And uh, he's like, you know, I, I guarantee you, you've already submitted something from this game. And sure enough, he absolutely did. So uh, funny that uh, funny the way that worked. But yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. We'll go ahead to our next submission. We have five. Tra- no, four tracks still today. We have four tracks left on the thankful episode. And we're going to go to what, what I would have said is maybe the most obscure submission today. But I take that back. It's not the one after this is. From a game known as Paladin's Quest, this is Battle on the Plains. was Battle on the Plains from... From Lettuce 2, Fuin Nushito. Paladin's Quest. Okay, that's the North American name. Yeah, okay. the, the, the Japanese name is, is what you said there. But yes, Paladin's Quest, which released on the Super Nintendo uh, November 13th, 1992 in Japan. It would come out in North America October 1993, so about a year later. This was actually published by Enix here in North America before they merged with Square Enix uh, almost 10 years later. 
but uh, composed by someone that I didn't even realize who this was at first until I started looking it up, uh, Kohei Tanaka, who is, while good in the video game world, one of the greats in the anime world, because he is the original composer behind 1986's Dragon Ball, uh, works on One Piece, works on, he worked on Pokemon the movie, um, but also did the Sakura Wars games, did Resonance of Fate, did both Gravity Rush and Gravity Rush 2, and is working on 2019's One Piece World Seeker, the, uh, the adventure one, which I'm really looking forward to. So I didn't realize how prolific this guy was until I started looking into it, because you think Paladin's Quest, that's one of the more rare, obscure role-playing games from the SNES, but it had a phenomenal composer behind it, so that's super cool to think about. Um, and it did have a sequel, uh, but it was only released in Japan, so Lenus 2, only in Japan. Uh, but this was submitted to us via email, bgmania at leveldowngames.com by a listener, Ray, who said, quote, I asked for Paladin's Quest one Christmas, and my mom got so upset due to how much money the game was currently selling for at the time. When I woke up Christmas morning and unwrapped all the gifts, I was overjoyed to actually find Paladin's Quest was one of the games under the tree. I spent so many hours in this world, and hearing the battle music always sends me back right to 1993. And I had to look that up. This definitely was one of the most expensive Super Nintendo games at the time at retailers. Which was crazy. It's huh, weird. Yeah, which which was super crazy. Uh, I, I've seen anywhere from seventy to ninety dollars, depending on where you bought it from. Oh wow! Yeah, you know what? That's one thing you always forget. Video games were expensive in the day. They I mean, were. Everyone says they're expensive now. They they were more expensive when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. They were like on the Super Nintendo, Nintendo sixty four. Seeing a sixty to seventy dollar game was not uncommon, but most games back then sold for fifty. So. You know, anytime a game sold for upwards of 70 plus, that definitely was rare and used to obviously cause parents like like Ray is saying here to to get quite upset. But uh, yeah, I can I can distinctly remember several games costing upwards of 70 dollars. Now, the 80, 90 dollar mark is when you get into rare, obscure territory like Paladin's Quest here. But uh, still, and I, it's sad for me to say this. I've never played this game. Really? Yeah, I've never played it. I would love to, but I've never played it. I have access to this game, so I have to make that happen. Oh, does he have it upstairs? Yes. Nice, yeah. Because I know he also has a pretty pretty big JRPG collection like I do. I, one of these days, he's going to have to like maybe just go up there and secretly film when he's not around. Nice. Uh, okay, let you see what's going on. That'd, be, that'd, that'd definitely be fun, yeah. I think it'd be a good, it'd be, it'd be a good little space for level down games. Uh, <laughs> Frank's breaking and entering. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Uh, but, Ray, thank you for the submission. Greatly appreciate that. And love hearing game, uh, music from a game that I've not played. Uh, and honestly, it's a game that really is never even in my mind. So hearing that track and hearing how well done the battle music actually is and knowing that Koei Tanaka worked on this game as the composer, I really want to dig more into this and see what else is out there from this from the soundtrack. But I also want to play it now, too. I really do. So, so your submission made me actually want to add this to my list to definitely play it at some point in the future. So thank you for that. We'll go ahead and move on now to our next submission. And I'm going to be honest with this one. I don't know. I know the two words. I don't know which one is the game and which one is the name of the track. Because I researched it and I couldn't figure it out. 
gonna let Frank. Hmm. I'm gonna let Frank take a stab at it while we're listening to the track. So, what I think is that the game, and this was submitted to us from the VGM Podcast Fans Facebook group, so definitely the most obscure submission of the day. I think the game is Ultra Butterfly. I think the name of the track is Grunge Deaths. Enjoy. That was not what I thought it was. Not from Ultra Butterfly. Uh, I'll say what it was. It was freaking awesome. Of course it was awesome, but not from Ultra Butterfly. Not a track known as Grunge Deaths. Apparently, Grunge Deaths is the genre. Uh, the song name is Ultra Butterfly, and the name of the game is Poppin' Music 10. 
a game that only ever released in Japan. It's in its entire series over there. Uh, I looked it up on YouTube. Very reminiscent of Guitar Hero. There's uh, multicolored lines on the screen. Looks like you have two greens, two blues, and a and a red. And notes come at you, and you have to press press the corresponding button to to the you know to the beat of the music, just like Guitar Hero, or Patsude Miku, or Persona Dancing, or any of those types of rhythm games. Um, this was submitted to us through I, I have no idea who composed literally no idea who composed this when it released anything I have no clue uh, the only thing I think Frank was able to find is that it released on PlayStation 2 so but uh, yeah no clue who composed this no nothing no information but I do this know is actually, uh, the artist is called Desro D-E-S hyphen R-O-W okay cool there you go there's your, there's your composer okay perfect um, this was submitted to us through the VGM podcast fans Facebook group by Purnell who is one of the hosts of the Rhythm and Pixels podcast, which actually is a podcast that I used to listen to and still do to this day. But I used to listen to it before starting BG Mania, and I still listen to it now. So pretty neat. <laughs> Isn't that an old Mitch Hedberg uh, thing? <laughs> I, used to, like, I used to do drugs. I mean, I still do, but I also used to. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> Just because I used to doesn't mean I still don't do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they actually uh, and, and I actually thought of something. So next week's episode, obviously, yesterday was our look at 2002. And obviously today we're doing thankful. Next week is our, you know, it's the end of the month. So we're doing radio hour. But instead of doing it in this episode, because this episode was all dedicated to to the listener, to to our audience. Next episode for radio hour, I'm going to in between each track give thanks to every video game music podcast that I've listened to that inspired me to do BG Mania. So, and I actually wrote notes down. That's a good idea. Yeah, so I, I literally have a list of, and I, and I came up with, uh, I was actually able to come up with 12 because even though I don't still listen to all 12, I have listened to all of these podcasts in the past and uh, in, in their own way, every single one of them have inspired me to to keep going with BG Mania or to actually start doing BG Mania. Uh, but that'll be the next episode we do, not this one, because this one is all about you. So thank you, Purnell, for the submission. Did not submit a story with this one. Uh, literally just replied to the thread with, with this track and, and the link to the YouTube video. And uh, I never heard more awesome ending to a track. Dude, ever. I love halfway through when it just totally it sounds like a different song. It just switches. To, from like a like like the like the actual genre grunge it's it switches from like a grunge sound to hardcore heavy metal <laughs> uh very 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 cool very cool great pick we'll now move on to our second to last submission on today's episode an ultimate track yeah from dungeon explorer 2 this is outside ref the pyramid of ice
And that was Outside Ref the Pyramid of Ice from Dungeon Explorer 2, which was the sequel, obviously, to Dungeon Explorer. Uh, I'm not actually sure when that released. I have no idea. Because uh, sometime in 1993 is all I was able to find out. And that was released for the uh, for the TurboGrafx-16. Composed by Tsukasa Masoko. And looking into that, because the name didn't ring a bell to me, uh, I'm actually familiar with his work. Because he is the known independently as Mako. It's what he goes by in the industry. I, I have seen that, okay. But uh, he is the original composer behind the Shimagami Tensei series. So he worked on Megami Tensei and Megami Tensei 2. And then it became Shimagami Tensei, which he continued to work on. He worked on 1, 2, IF, Devil Summoner, and Soul Hackers. Um, but I, then I looked into other things that he's done. And uh, several, several, several NES games that he went uncredited for. Um, including working on the NES version of Friday the 13th as the sound driver. Not the composer, but the sound driver. But it uh, looks like he worked on Arkanoid for the NES, which I did play. Um, trying to see if there's any big name games that jump out to me. Not really. Not really. A lot of these, a lot of these were actual Japanese only releases. Uh, oh, look right here. The sound programmer, Quest 64. <laughs> Greatest N64 game ever made. Yeah, yeah. Um, looks like he, the most recent game he worked on was the Caligula effect on the PlayStation Vita back in 2016, which is a game Jessica played and actually put up a review for over on our website, leveldowngames.com. Uh, there's a sequel to that coming out or a remastered remake version of it coming out for PS4 in 2019 that I'm definitely looking forward to trying out. Uh, and it looks like he did had some contributions to, uh, Super Smash Brothers on the Wii U, but I don't know which tracks they were. I swear every composer has some Smash Brothers credit. No, they do. I'm going to get a song. I'm going to get a song on Smash Ultimate. Just you wait. <laughs> you don't compose anything except for crap. So uh, you have not heard my mixtape. That is straight fire. <laughs> uh, this was submitted to us through the VGM podcast fans Facebook group uh, by a user, John, who also happens to run Nerd Noise Radio, which is another VGM podcast. So check that one out. But uh, he said, quote, this one is pure magic and wonder. It will be appearing on Nerd Noise Radio in 2019. So a little sneak peek at something he's got coming up for the listeners of his own show uh, later in 2019. So kind of neat. So, yeah, I thought that was fun. And it's a good track. It's a good track. Oh, yeah, you actually were saying that you were uh, scared because you thought there was like something was going to start happening. Like it was I, had that like spooky, I feel, eerie tone to I it. I feel like something was going to pop up and scare me. And then it just ended. Okay, uh, I don't need that. And then it just ended, which is maybe the scariest thing of all, that it just ended that way. Maybe it hasn't ended. Maybe it's going gonna, it's gonna, like, to kick in soon and just scare the bejesus out of me. What if it continues later tonight in your dreams? Yeah, well, that, that'll just be the icing on the cake. Kind of like... I had, because I had so much food to eat today. I had all the turkey and the pie. Well, actually, actually, this episode's going up in the morning, so if you've eaten all the turkey and pie in the morning, then my God... Brian, what is wrong with you, you? Have no, you have no idea how hard I Thanksgiving. Okay, <laughs> I start at 4 a.m. and I don't stop till 7 p.m. It's nonstop turkey time. Absolutely. I hope you. I hope you at least stop for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I always do. It's a yearly tradition in our family. We all watch it together. Yeah, I actually, actually that, same, same. I, I probably will end up watching it and skyping off my computer just so I can technically watch it with uh, my family. 
Nice. Yeah, no, uh, it's always been something that we do here as well. We always watch the uh, the parade from, from 9 to noon. And I noticed this year that there's another parade, uh, Uncle Dan's. <laughs> I don't ever remember seeing that. I've never heard of that, but I'm just very excited for this parade this year. Um, Goku. A balloon? In his Super Saiyan God form, is going to be a balloon. Nice. That'll be cool. That'll be cool to see. So keep an eye um, out for that and skip all the stupid musical performances because nobody cares about musicals. Well, oh, wait. Yes, they do. I was going to say, uh, the actual musical performances, like the artists that come up and the bands that play, yeah, I usually skip those because they're one minute long. They're all lip syncing because they don't let them sing live. And they're bad because most of them are bad at lip syncing. Uh, I actually love the Broadway performances, though, if that's what you were getting at. Yes. Yeah, I love that. 521,600 minutes. <laughs> that is the best one, I'll tell you right there. Rent, one of my favorites of all time. Not the best one. <sighs> Damn close, if not the best. I, I still thought, book, book of Mormon, guys. Book of Mormon. <laughs> that's going to bring us to our last song. I've been trying to stall. I want to stay here with the fam. I know, I know. But uh, it's going to bring us to the last submission that we have on today's episode. And this one was submitted to us through email bgmania at leveldowngames.com just like you can if you want to submit more tracks for upcoming episodes. This came to us from Zach, who got this in almost right at the last minute, even said hopefully you guys are still taking submissions, and obviously we still were. Um, This comes from Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze which originally released on the Wii U in Japan, February 14th, 2014. We would see it here in North America the very next week on February 21st, 2014. And then it would release on the Nintendo Switch four years later, May 4th, 2018, worldwide. The track that he submitted was Windmill Hills. And he said, quote, When Donkey Kong Country Returns first released in 2010, it was obviously a great time to be a Donkey Kong Country fan. However, the future of the series was unclear at that point, as no one really knew if this would be a one-and-done throwback to the series, or if it really brought the series back as a Nintendo mainstay. It wasn't until Tropical Freeze was announced in 2013 that those worries really vanished. Returns Returns focused on bringing back old themes and elements from Donkey Kong Country 1, which was fine, but when tracks like Windmill Hill were shown off before release for Tropical Freeze, fans really knew that the series would be given fresh, completely new ideas it had never seen before for the first time since the Super Nintendo era. So this track reminds me of why I and many other Donkey Kong fans are thankful for Tropical Freeze. And this was composed by the wonderful, the amazing David Wise. Uh, this is a great track. This yeah. is a good one to end on. Yeah, this is a fantastic track to end on, so make sure you stick around and listen to that. And thank you, Zach, uh, for being a supporter of BG Mania. And thank you to everyone that submitted tracks for today's episode, not only for being supporters of BG Mania and our podcast and Level Down Games, but for continuing to stick with us week in, week out. Enjoy this musical journey with us. Listen to some awesome tunes. Listen to us banter about stupid shit and video games. I, I just... This is my favorite. I, we say this all the time. This is the favorite podcast that we do. It's been that since Oops. day one. This we don't even do the wrestling one anymore, but that, that one was the least favorite one we did. Max level was was number two always. And BG Man has always been number one. Like this is the most fun we have every week doing a podcast, listening to music, talking about the music, bouncing back and forth off of each other. And it's really easy to bounce off of Frank. Let me tell you, I had to get it in there, dude. I had to get it in there. Brian. 
audio podcast. I can't let an episode go where I don't try to sneak that in there at least once. <laughs> That's going to be my merch. It's just going to be saying the words audio podcast on the shirt. Okay? I, I agree with you. I think that would make a fantastic slogan. <laughs> I hate you so much. It's my favorite podcast, too, because I don't have to see your ugly ass when I listen to it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, this is all about being thankful. We don't need to get negative now. Let's not get negative. I'm thankful I don't have to see you. <laughs> I'm thankful for how bouncy you are. <laughs> hey, more of me to love. Yeah, no. Oof, no. But uh, this was a fun thing to do, so I'm glad we got to do that this year. And, uh, man, again, if you're listening in the U.S., just happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the day. Enjoy spending the time with your family. Enjoy watching the parade if that's something you do with your family. Enjoy all the delicious food. And elsewhere in the world, just have a good day. Just be happy. Be joyous. Be wonderful. It's that time of the year, man. It's the holiday season as it approaches. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, when things start just feeling better. Things just start feeling better. Everything that's wrong just tends to fade away for these two months. And then everything that's wrong just tends to come right back after New Year's. And we see how bad the world really is for the rest of the year. <laughs> Way to end it on a doubt, Ryan. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that's going to bring us to the close of the show, unless you have anything else you want to discuss before we get on out of here. We no longer have to plug the show, so. Oh, I can't ask for thankful submissions? <laughs> no. Nah, just again, thanks for spending some time with us. Yeah. Uh, I always have a blast doing this, so thank yeah. you. And I, and I really do like that we always put up a bonus episode on the holidays. Like, we always put something up on Halloween. We always put something up on Thanksgiving. We always put something up on Christmas. Um, those are actually the only three that we ever do, but still. I, I, I enjoy that we do that. But that's going to do it for this week. Oh, I can't even say that, man. We already had a week. We had an episode yesterday. That's just going to do it for this bonus episode. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another fantastic episode of BG Mania that was picked entirely by you. We had no say in today's episode, which was fantastic. And of course, this was made possible by leveldowngames.com. Remember to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BG Mania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through iTunes. I would be especially thankful for that today. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to youtube.com forward slash games and subscribe to our channel there if you haven't already. We can also be found over at twitch.tv forward slash games for the live streams and event coverage and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you want to follow us across social media. Check that description box for the appropriate links. Next week, remember, we are doing Radio Hour Volume 17 as we talked about yesterday on the show as well. And uh, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to go ahead and put that together and, and give thanks to all the podcasts that kind of inspired BG Mini. I think that'll be fun. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have Windmill Hills from Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, composed by David Wise and submitted to us by Zach via email. Keep the music playing. Keep it loud. Happy Thanksgiving. And thank you. Gobble, gobble, y'all.